Hello, everybody. Welcome to a Snug Podcast. If you were not with us during the previous segment of our gathering, uh, we just got done running uh, Balforanian, the Telvanian thingy majigger. Um, yeah, I'm just making up words now. Anyway, we just got through running a dungeon together, and uh, now we're going to just take some time, do something a little different, and uh, just do a little bit of a recap, catch up mustard as we were just saying. But I am never separate. I'm your host. I am one of the hosts. I am also joined by Gwen the Bard on my right in game, left on screen. <laughs> How are you? Hello. Exhausted after healing through that dungeon. You did great, my friend. I think I only died once, and that was my own failure to. Yeah. <laughs> and you only died once, but don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and that was gone crazy back soon. How are you? I'm good. I'm much more alive now than I was a few minutes ago. Yeah. And it was yeah. not Gwen's fault. Yeah. Well, you know, you were competing with uh, someone who hasn't been with us on the show in a I while. I died once. <laughs> and it was my fault. And it was because I was trying to res yeah. someone who hasn't been on the show in a while. <laughs> because, res, please! Res, please. <laughs> we have Sasquatch back with us tonight. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I was also, I'm on my level 23 Arcanist in a DLC dungeon, so I'll blame I mean, that. Not details. not my uh, incompetence. <laughs> <laughs> details, details. Well, I am sitting, you know, like two feet from a 55-inch TV, so that's like kind of messing with me a little bit, too. Um, <laughs> you have vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've got, it, it works fine for doing the show because I don't have to like really pay attention to what's happening on the screen much. Oh, and, we should uh, have had you read the lore books then. It would yeah. have been probably really easy. <laughs> <laughs> but my mic arm is connected to my stand under my TV, so in order to uh, uh, be doing that, the I have to My mic arm's close. connected to the TV <laughs> stand. PlayStation, PlayStation. Anyway. <clears throat> but the TV's um, not on the stand, so figure that out. It's not actually a TV stand, I guess. But, Anyway, is it a TV foot? Uh, no, it's a it's a stand TV for all leg? the things sitting under the TV as the TV hangs from the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah fancy schmancy. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's irrelevant. Um, <laughs> also, it's an elephant. What? Um, yeah. So, oh boy, <laughs> we we did just go through Balfour. Am I pronouncing that right? Sonar. Uh, Balsanar. Yeah, Bal. What is Bal? Balfoyan is a Balfoyan part of a zone. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We'll get it. I, I'm, I'm just mixing things up. Uh, yeah, we just went there. And uh, so I guess maybe a forewarning that, you know, we're if we just uh, get it as we get into just kind of talking about what we were doing there may be some spoilers we can try to keep that somewhat light and not spoil too much but just sort of talk about our our trip we're through there we're recapping a dungeon this is going to be total Belsenar spoilers all yeah. the spoilers 
It's been out, though, for a while. Yeah. There might also be some Balfoyan spoilers. <laughs> Balfoyan <laughs> spoilers. Uh, Bel- Balfoyan spoiler. Uh, Balfoyan spoiler. If you have the Sig- you can see Sigic portals, run through Balfoyan. Five minutes. You will have opened so many Sigic portals. Because people run through there and harvest all those, ru- those like, rune stones. But they do it on characters that don't have Sigic. And so then, all of a sudden, there's all these Sigic portals. And you can get, like, <laughs> ten of them in less than a minute. There you go. There's your Balfoyan spoiler. Moving e- on. Ex- except <laughs> except now, the you know, there's, like, 40 people that are going to listen to this and, and all go do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for those 40 people. That's true. We're competing amongst each other. <laughs> I don't go into Balfoyan every day, so I don't mind. <laughs> Share the wealth. Don't you know Gwen's favorite zones are the lava zones? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, all right. So, yeah, we did that dungeon. And that is Telvani themed. A little bit of a uh, uh, jump around time. That was, I did not realize we were going to be doing that. Um,. Sigic time travel. We yeah. totally just did the time warp. Yep. Yep. So, you know, got a little bit of the here, the now, the then, the later. Um, we gotten lost in the woods. Yeah. You you get an emote from doing that dungeon called "Get Lost in the Woods." Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. It was my first time doing that. Sasquatch, yours as well, right? Yes. And Gwen, yep. you too. My first time too. But crazy, you've done it before. So I got it once on a random, and it popped on a random normal, and I told the group uh, that I wouldn't leave their group as long as... Well, I was like, I, I need to get this done fast. I don't want to do the story without my friends. So um, the group was like, yeah, fine, cool. So we did it on, like, speed run, no extra bosses, no extra secrets, just, like, ran through it. And mm-hmm. I just followed the tank who knew what they were doing. And we basically just didn't even do mechanics. They kind of, like, burned the mechanics because it was on normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was sort of my first time. I had at least seen some of the stuff, but I didn't understand the story or understand why we were doing what we were doing. Okay. So, yeah, so why we were doing what we were doing, the, um, I guess the companion NPC for that dungeon, uh, her name was... Therese. Okay. Uh, I didn't know how to pronounce that, but she is first introduced in the Sigic quest line, is that right? No. No? No, Mm -mm. I think she's just, she's just for this dungeon. Yeah. Okay. She is part of the Sigic Order, but she is just for the Okay, dungeon. okay. Um, so I haven't finished the Sigic quest line either, so I, I was thinking that I misunderstood something you said because you were talking about uh, how she recognizes us as a Sigic, so I assumed that she was part of that. Um, nah, you get like this weird little like light stamp on your head and you can see each other. It's weird. Okay, okay. I, so I just misunderstood that. Okay, so a new NPC. Um or at least knew to, yeah. So that was a joke. I have no idea how she could recognize us as a Sigic, but they always seem to, and I like that that changed in the text. If you are a Sigic, right? Yeah, because I didn't get that since I have not done the Sigic quest line on this character. 
So I can't see your fancy portals. So she just spoke to me like I was a friend, but not a Sijic. Did she talk to you about how surely you've seen a projection of an astral projection or whatever before? Um, I think so. If I remember, she's correctly. like, surely you've experienced this before. I'll just put myself in your head. <laughs> Don't do that. That sounds invasive. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, she had a problem as they always do, uh, that she needed our assistance with what was going on. Anybody want to talk about what was happening in that dungeon? Uh, I can read you the description backstory. I think she like, called it I like a it. time knot. That there was a time mm. knot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the... Uh, yep, the time knot thing. The backstory description says, A mysterious temporal anomaly has drawn the Sigic Order to the Dark Elf Tower at Balsanar. What is the cause of the disturbance, and what are the implications to Tamriel, and why are local Dunmer so fearful and hostile to those trying to help? Whatever the cause, temporal magic is dangerous, and the Sigic Order must contain this anomaly, no matter the cost. Which okay, apparently then, was her sanity. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... Well, I don't know if we want to say that yet, but, uh, yeah, her sanity. <laughs> um, so, it's House Telvani that basically... Like, the matriarch of House Telvani that... Or one of the like, matriarchs of House Telvani that started it's this. It's Telvani. If Telvani's involved, you know it's not going to go well. Well, yeah, because they're all into crazy magic and they're willing to basically murder each other for it. And it's considered acceptable for them to murder each other for it. Yup. Hmm. True that. I like how... One thing I liked about the dungeon is how spaced out the books were and giving us little bits of information to like progress the story because you don't we don't actually meet the matriarch till the end mm, yes you basically become her enemy right at the end of the time anomalies and without those books i would honestly think i would feel kind of detached from what's going on in the dungeon because we're just running around trying to like figure out this time thing but we're not really given a lot it's just people wanting us helping slaves or workers well according to one of the books uh, the well taking care of workers uh, yeah which the Are workers they? did not think they were well taken care of so but then Sasquatch. again Telvani Sasquatch did you feel bad being an Argonian in that dungeon uh yes yes <laughs> I was I, doing some of the new Telvani Peninsula stuff I'm like man I'm glad I chose an Argonian, not a Dunmer. <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> yeah. Mm, except for that one, Suns and Shadow. I don't think anyone likes her. Hmm. Well, that's a whole other quest line. Yeah, that's a different quest line. <laughs> but that's Fighters Guild, right? No, that's Mage's Guild. That's... Mage's Guild? Var no, uh, Vardenfell. Yes. Oh, Vardenfell. That's right. I think you left out yes. of the. Vavardenfell. Vavard Vavard oh. Vavard 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 Vavard
<laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so the... Uh, yeah, the matriarch, you're right, without having... Um, without having those lore books, you know, where you're finding out that, um, were all the lore books written by the same person? No. Okay. Uh, I'm, no, I they're did... all written by different people. Okay. I just, I happen to remember one of them being called journal. So I can remember they were just all like, they were all different. They're all different people's journals. I just read them all the same cause I'm tired and I'm not doing voice variations. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, you have the journal of a dosi fever. The Journal of Coven Girion, the Journal of Neril Belvane. Okay, yeah. So uh, you're finding out, like you know, as you go, that the um, you know the matriarch def- was the one that was kind of like the defender or protector or whatever. Um, you know, she helped established established the, the settlement, you know, right? Um, but then people come in, the scourge comes, and everybody's wiped out, and then. They are waiting for her to return, but then there's uh, a realization that when she comes back, uh, it might be the end. Um, that I summarized that well enough. That was pretty. That was pretty good. Um. So yeah, obviously more detail if you want to go back and read those lore books, but um, or you know just run the dungeon and find the find the lore books if you haven't done that. Um, but. Yeah, without having read that stuff, it would have just probably would have just felt like, okay, now we're fighting the matriarch. What is, what is who is this person? Um, so it's yeah. a good thing that we that we did that um, for sure. Well, and she was missing for a thousand years to those people apparently. Uh, they said what was there was something about three eras in there too. Yeah. Uh, the first journal reads. After a thousand-year absence, our blessed founder emerged from the ground resurrected. The old religion had mostly faded, and so some doubted her claim. I did. How could we know? Hmm. So you start out present time in in the dungeon, correct? And then, mm-hmm. and then we bounced to the past. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it goes to the future. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, what about some of the, uh, boss fights, extra bosses, were those extra bosses we were doing, the puzzles and some of that stuff, or were those just... I think the... they were puzzles for buffs, basically, which is kind of different than what they've done in the past. Because we didn't really fight anybody to get the buffs, right? Well, we did fight the one guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the other one was just a puzzle. It, it honestly didn't feel. I, f- I feel like there. I didn't feel like there was that many bosses that we had to actually even deal with. Maybe that was just me being, I guess, focused on what I was doing while also being distracted by other things, no, it, <laughs> other things happening here. But it's definitely the shorter of the two dungeons. Like if you skip, um, I think you can skip those side things we did. If you do that, then it would just be like three or four big pulls, right? Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, of the bosses that we fought, did anybody have a standout? Um, I like the Nyx Ox one. I did not. It's hard to roll dodge when you can fall off a platform. 
Well, there's that. But I just think it's... I think visually, it was really cool. Um, with the little orbs off to the side. Um, I know you're more sensitive to color and animations, Gwen, probably, um, than some of us. So I don't know how that... If that bugged you or not. But I thought some of the beam... Like the beams and the colors and stuff looked pretty cool. And the ceiling oh, in that place is really that, awesome. That was fine. It's only cyan that really gets to me. Yeah. Yeah, see, I didn't even see, like, it, you, everybody kept talking about orbs, and I was like, I don't even see what they're talking about. All I see is the giant Nyx <laughs> ox, ox in my face. Well, that's um, what you get for being the tank. <laughs> I guess so. I was, I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I guess if y'all are taking care of that, then uh, uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Sasquatch, what about you? Kind of quiet over there. Did, uh, did you have a standout boss? Uh, I liked the vomit mechanic. I actually kind of <laughs> did, too. Yeah. At the end. No. No. No, 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 no. You can literally wipe your whole party accidentally if all of you get it. And you yeah. You start spinning and freaking out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, no, no, so just, as someone who yeah. plays in first person generally, no. No. Uh, Okay, Aww. I can see that. So, yeah, I think it's basically a tank, and he just needs to take it and turn away. Yeah. Or everybody stand off to the side, and the tank just stays stationary, would be my guess. But, yeah, that got a little <laughs> messy. So yeah. now we have a So now we have a dungeon where you get farted on and vomited on. <laughs> Uh, you're not wrong. I forgot about that. <laughs> so, um, wait the the first the first one. What what was the farted on thing? Was that the this dungeon? Fart? The the giant argrim in what dungeon? It was uh. Is that uh, Oh yeah. No. I, I don't remember which one it is, but I do remember. It I was one during the, the Deadwood. It's like you go chapter. into the room and it's all like got wooden walls around it and it farts on you yeah yeah okay yeah uh so is this the first is this the first time we've had essentially a friendly fire mechanic uh no because no, I mean, you have overlapping like overlapping circles and stuff yeah uh, it's just a conical aoe so it's different in that aspect yeah i mean i guess i guess i, I didn't really so much think about the uh I mean, I, yeah, it makes sense. I, I, when I say friendly fire, I'm thinking it's like it's a thing coming directly from you where the the overlapping AOE stuff, it's kind of the same. So to, to clarify, if you know, you're listening and don't know what we're talking about, um, the uh, I guess we, we said it was okay to, to, to spoil these things, right? Mm -hmm. um, so the final boss uh, infects you with some kind of disease thing that makes you start vomiting and it's uh, blessing yeah so vomits on you and if you if you get it then you start vomiting too and will hit your teammate and if everybody if everybody gets it then everybody's just vomiting on each other killing each other and uh, yeah so that was yeah and, and when really you get it your skills all disappear yeah it's really bad if your poor so. healer gets it because they <laughs> They can't do anything. They can't heal anyone, and no, they're looking—they're looking at everyone. <laughs> what you do want to do is you just 
you see that that effect is being triggered. So you want to lay down a bunch of AoE heals, and if you have an ultimate heal, pop that, so that way you can just heal everyone through it. Mm-hmm. I just left because I tried to dodge roll to the right out of it, and one of one of you would get it, and then it would be I would dodge the one direction, and I was in a cone, so I would dodge the other direction, and then I was in a cone, and then I just went, oh well, and so I got it, and I just turned around yeah. and faced the wall because that was the only way to not. Yeah. I kept get getting everywhere. stuck between like at a wall between two cones, so there's like yes. a triangle. Yeah, and then it and just closed in, and it just closed <laughs> in, and I'm like, ah, okay. So, uh, would you guys like to hear a, a real-life story that is very similar to that final boss fight? Um, no. <laughs> no. No one no. ever. Never no. No. Oh. Did I say no? Because no. Okay. All right. Well, then, carry on. <laughs> Uh, so, from a story perspective, why Periite? Well, apparently the matriarch felt that Periite offered the most protection out of all of the uh, scourges, I guess, if you will. So, like, I mean, fight, you can't fight steal scourge stuff if with you're scourge. vomiting, right? Fight scourge with scourge, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty, pretty crazy. I thought that dungeon was cool. I like it. It's not my favorite, like... Like, that's not typically my favorite aesthetic. But I... I liked it. Yeah, I don't think it's the prettiest dungeon by any means. Um... Has a cool story, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the prettiest dungeons we've seen in a while is the underwater one. Um, just because that's, mm. you know, so different. But, um, but yeah, the story speaking, that one is, uh, that one was really cool. And, you know, I'm so mixed up on timelines on when stuff, because we get so behind and, uh, trying to get these dungeons done when they come out sometimes. Uh, so this is one of the newer the newer ones, right? Yes. This so. one directly relates to um, Necrom. Necrom. Okay. So when we were talking about doing this, I was thinking that this was, we were, we've still got one from a previous DLC I was thinking we had to get done. So mm. that's where I thought we were. Um, but, oh yeah, me too. The water one. Uh, well, we talked about that one too, but I was thinking we were doing something from like a DLC or so back. Um, that is, is that water one from? Not from this one. Is it not? Okay. All right. Nope. Anyway. From the, yeah. All right. Anyway. Yeah. It, it definitely did have a, a cool story and, um, listening to Sasquatch talk about, uh, some of the stuff while we were running and how he is starting to understand, uh, was starting to, to get some of the things and you too crazy uh, with what was going on and uh, the mm -hmm. quest and Necrom. Um, yeah. We'll see how that stuff kind of ties together. I haven't gotten to go well, through any of that yet, but. Uh, well, and what's crazy yeah. is I've only played half of the first quest and you can already see 
how that dungeon that we just did, um, like some of the things that happen or some of the things that are mentioned are pretty evident, like almost right away in the storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I haven't done either of those. The, that dungeon or what's the other one? Scrivener's Hall? Mm-hmm. <gasps> I haven't done that one yet either. Scrivener's Hall? Yes, oh. but I I'm have sure. done the... Yeah, I've done the whole Necrom storyline now, so... I wish it was not yeah. almost two in the morning, because I would absolutely run <laughs> Scrivener's Hall with you, because that dungeon yes. is probably one of my favorite dungeons ever. Did we do that one awesome. recently? Mm-hmm. That's Which... the one that has uh, the um, the vault, where you earn keys. Oh, yeah. Okay. And there's something with the keys. Mm-hmm that I won't say because I don't want to spoil it. Right. But, uh, we haven't done the thing with the keys yet. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've, I forgot about, I forgot about that. I remember that now. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, uh, what else? What, anything else stand out about this dungeon you guys want to talk about? Um, I'm trying to think what else i'm kind of i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of cheating right now because i'm using uesp and imperial library to look through what was some of the stuff that was just in there um oh well i will say one thing um one of the things or the artifacts that you learn about at the end um again it's pretty cool because it actually directly ties to the necrom stuff like the actual Thing that you see at the end of the dungeon looks just like one of the things or the artifacts glyphics that you get as an arcanist as an ultimate um which is pretty cool yeah uh, which you, believe... you also see the glyphics in the prologue quest yeah i was gonna say don't you get that as a memento yeah. as well if i remember correctly i believe so yeah i haven't done the prologue on playstation yet but yeah um, I believe you get the glyphic as like the memento or the thing that you can use. Um, yeah. I just think it's really cool that they're starting to play with like time and warping of time, especially considering not that they're the same thing, but like that dragon breaks are a thing in the lore, right? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of cool that they're taking this whole Sigic thing and the time is kind of a construct of where you're at in the narration, I guess you could say, of the game. I like that they're starting to expand upon that because it means, oh, there's the glyphic memento. Do you just pull it up? For some reason, it's in the floor. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why. Because I was sitting. Because I was sitting oh, when you I were did it. Sitting when you did it. Um, and now I can't move. Oh, there oh you go. no! There you go. Um, I just think that's pretty fun because I think it will give them a lot more options. Like if they're not, if they're able to jump around in time and have it work with the storyline. I think there's a lot they could do with that in exploring and seeing different things. The Sigics are pretty yes. the Sigics are pretty wild. Like yeah. It would be cool if they 
and, and I don't want to get too far off base with this, but it would be kind of cool if they were talking about playing around with time, if maybe we get a dungeon at some point, or even even in just the regular quest lines, that if you you can choose sort of where to go in time, so to speak, uh, and depending on which order you go, it could have different outcomes on either on your quest or at least just in the uh, some of the dialogue that you get. Um, it's funny you should yeah. say that. You should probably do Necrom at some point. <laughs> hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, I have not personally experienced it, but um, I have heard that in the prologue that there supposedly might be different outcomes. I don't... Have you done the prologue, Gwen? At all? Yes. I, I've i done the prologue twice, and I've seen someone else do the prologue, and it was the same outcome every time so far. Okay, so maybe it's not that, but... Um, again, without getting too spoilery, spoilery with the first quest, and I don't know if it changes dialogue depending upon the order in which you do things, but there are three things that you have to do or three places you need to go you may end up with the same outcome no matter what but I will say I think it's pretty cool that they give you the option of choosing what order to do those three things in on your own okay yeah yes and no yeah. because here's the thing about that when you're given something like that there's like a term for it and oh gosh it, it's, it's late like I can't forget the adventure, term which is kind of yeah, cool it's the illusion. There it is. That's the word. It's yes. the illusion of a choose-your-own-adventure. Because no matter what, you are still doing the same quests. You are still being guided in a certain order. And you are still having to do all the things before yeah, you move on to the next it's step. Mi it's misdirection. It, it is the illusion of choice. But even so, I think that's pretty cool. Because we haven't really had a lot of that, I feel like. At least not within one quest line. Right? You may have that within like a zone where you can basically choose the order in which to do the zone. But or within, the zones in, plural, like even just, plural, you know, I'm going to yeah. do Necron before I do Blackwood, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but it seems interesting that they're kind of leaning into the whole like threads of fate, which was also sort of semi talked about in this dungeon in a way. Because she talked about at the end being able to see. She talked about, you know, being in the past, present, and future all at the same time, and also seeing what you, as the proxy, um, have happened, or some of the choices that you make. But she also can't explain them to you, because they're, they're too, there's too many things, she can see too many outcomes at the same time. So that's kind of like a similar thought process, I feel like, with the questing that they did, at least at the beginning. Like... You can make a choice which order you go in. You still may have the same outcome, but at least you're choosing which thread to follow first, if that makes sense. Kind of a cool thing to lean into, considering the theme of the chapter with Hermaeus Mora and how he is the one that sees all and, and basically is the one that can follow the threads of fate or the threads of time, if you will. Very cool. Yeah. And just wait till you finish the quest line. 
It's so good. I love it. Leaving it it's open for more, huh? More. Yep. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pun I wasn't yes. even trying to make. That's how good I am at puns. It was pun intentional. Pun intended. I can envision Gwen right now currently just shaking her head on the other side of her microphone. Maybe More crying so, like, a little bit. My eyeballs, but yes. Mm -hmm. She's like, I hate you guys. She can see what the chair behind her looks like because her eyes are rolled back so far. <laughs> oh my gosh. So good. So good. Got her dark brotherhood robes over there. I'm gonna be next. <laughs> she's, she's getting out the stuff for the sacrament now. She's gonna slip yeah. you a note. <laughs> you don't know well, it, but it's already for you. My skulls are in the other basement, so you're it's fine. It's taped to the bottom of your chair. <laughs> yeah. There's just a handprint on the bottom of the chair. So you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Awesome. Well, yeah, uh, that was cool. Yeah. Um, That's a question. Does it have to be human remains for a black sacrament, or could it be other remains? Like, would a spider corpse count? Hmm. Because hmm. you just need a corpse, a freshly dead corpse. Uh, hold, hold one moment, please. I mean, Let's see. I guess would and would it matter how how the uh, spider died? Like if you squished it. And does it matter about the like the race of the corpse? Because like, the night mother was a dark elf, but the ah, uh, it because mm, there's like men and mer races and like Argonia would Argonia and then Khajiit even count? Or, does it have to be the race like, of the target? Well, so here here's the thing. It says it has to be done with uh, an effigy of the intended victim created from actual body parts, including heart, skull, bones, and flesh within the circle of candles. One must stab the effigy repeatedly with the dagger rubbed with the petals of nightshade while whispering the plea, sweet mother, sweet mother, send your child. Yeah, yeah, me. yeah. We know that part. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but if it's an effigy so... of the victim, I'd assume it. Maybe it would have to be the and heart and stuff. At that point, might it, you might as well just like go kill them yourself, uh, right? <laughs> like, how are you gonna get all these things? Go rob a grave? People are gonna like, question stuff. I mean, yeah, I guess so. That was that was a tangent. A little bit. Nah, it's okay. It was fun. <laughs> as fun as murder can be. And besides, we're talking about the Dark Brotherhood, and you know Telvani, Morag Tong, right? I mean, we could, we could, mm -hmm. we could bring this back around. We could, we could bring this back around. It's all connected. <laughs> yep. Like Pam Beasley in a chainsaw. What? <laughs> <laughs> I said like Pam Beasley in a chainsaw. But if you're not uh -huh. a fan of The Office, you wouldn't get that reference. <laughs> nope, went straight over my head. <laughs> That's okay. Um, yeah. Hmm. So, do we want to stop there? Kind of 
as far as just you know, we've we've covered what we what we did tonight, or do we want to anything else we wanted to talk about? We didn't really have notes for this, right? Mm. No, it's been a while since we've done one of these. Operation and murder hobos. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we got all these Arcanists running around, and they need to have backstories and character development. And okay, so. You got your first skill point, you put it into your first slot, you finally learn something. You have your little tri you, you have your little triangle cards you're shooting out. How does that first appear to you? Did you, did you try to like throw a spell or shoot an arrow and all of a sudden a tr you're throwing triangle like ninja stars? How do you mm. react to seeing that? Um how long does it take you to like catch on to it? How does your arcanist like feel about doing that in the first place and learning their glyphs? Is it did you act, did you try to pull an arrow and you pulled a glyph? Is it something you read in your tome and then tried to do? How did you actually learn your first skill from an RP perspective? That's the question for tonight for you guys to answer. Mm. If you I wanna... mean, tech... Oh, I was just going to say, if that's something you want to take part in, uh, we'll tell you how you can you can answer some of those things and, and share that with us here in a bit. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, for me, um, just off the top of my head, because I'm not on my Arcanist currently, um, but I think my because that's technically your crux right and you have to have another skill that builds crux so for me i it actually some... it generates crux yeah because aren't the little triangles Her. that are floating around you the crux yes so the skill has to, whatever the skill is, has to generate it. So for me, I think the first two skills that I grabbed that generate crux, one's a heal and the other one is a, it buffs something, but I don't remember what it buffs. So in the Herald of the Tome, the, the rune blades, where it fires three green triangles yeah that's the one that that's the first skill and that one generates crux okay that's yes. the skill i was talking about yeah okay. okay that's what i was trying to describe okay yes hmm i envision it like um an instinctive defensive action oh yeah like you're fighting something and you've been studying and then it just kind of manifests just shoots out it out of desperation yes mm -hmm. i like that thought process because then it kind of makes sense as to why it would be in a rotation that's cool i like that thought process yeah Especially because it's your first, one of your first skills that you learn, or the first skill that unlocks, too. Because it would make sense that if you're, like, 
attack weaving and you're doing something else and then all of a sudden that shoots out, it would be alarming the first time. But after that, you would almost be expecting it as like a power-based thing. That's kind of cool to think about. I like it. What about you, Gwen? Hmm? The answer For to what? your own question. The answer oh, the to, your answer own to question. my own question? Oh my gosh, the answer to my own question. I mean, you don't have to. I was just... <laughs> She put herself on the spot. <laughs> yeah, she put herself on the spot. Well, I am on my warden right now. And I know. so I'm, I'm on my neck. My first thing that I probably unlocked way, way, way back in the day was the was the uh, dive. Hmm. And this will actually branch us into another thing. Because the fun thing about RP and storying is it isn't always necessary. It doesn't always necessarily have to match what you see in in the game. So, because like with wardens, um, things are very creature specific, right? But why would a warden over in the Valenwood have all of these things that match things over in Vardenfell? Hmm. However, my warden did originate in Vardenfell. That's where she started unlocking these powers. And how I see it is because when you look at them, it says that you command a cliff racer to dive bomb an enemy. And so, yeah, it's it, it's kind of one of those, you're low level, you have no idea what's going on, and you're just trying to not die. And, it's like, and you somehow manage to summon this creature that's nearby to help you fight whatever they grant mercy on you and just go and attack it for you. <laughs> and if there's something where there's a lot of in Vardenfell, it's cliff racers. Yeah. I suppose you could almost say that too for the shade for a Nightblade. Like it's almost like you could say it's you could from an RP perspective you could do it out of the fact that it's like like uh You're echoing. Yeah, I know I hear myself echoing. A necessity or it could be like a learned skill. You could you could look at it either way. Sorry about that. That's okay. It's okay. Uh, I had to switch uh, my headset out for just a second, and uh, the sound started coming out of my TV speaker into my mic. Never as a Templar, what was your first skill? What? Um. Oh jeez. Uh... <laughs> I'd have to look to see what my actual first skill was, too. It's been so long, I would say probably... Um, oh gosh, I've been playing this character for so many years now. Um, it would have possibly just been puncturing sweep, mm. uh, which is, you know, jabby jabs. 
Um, maybe, what does that one do? It might have been Sunfire, because uh, I like throwing fireballs at things. Um, so it might have been, it would have been probably one of those two if I had to guess. Um, although, when I first created my Templar, it might have been with the intent to use it for healing primarily, so it I don't know. I'm not sure. I, but I would say it was probably one of those two. Yeah, I just went back and tried to look at my class abilities to figure out what my first one was that I chose. And I don't remember, but I'm going to guess it was probably Surprise Attack. Or Veiled Strike. Because Nightblade. And there's four examples for you to now think of how yours would have looked. Remember, your first skill. It's your first skill. You're maybe a level three, you may be a level five, at like most level five, right? You're probably like level one or two. And you're, you have that first skill point and you're putting it into one of your first three class skills. What is that first slot? And which one did you choose? How does your character react when you decide when they all of a sudden are doing this skill? And what triggers it to unlock? Hmm. Cool. Thank you for answering my question right away, Sasquatch. They, these two normally don't do that. <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> We could. My teacher's pet right here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, um, oh gosh, I feel like I mentioned something early on that was um, sort of news related, didn't I? I don't, I don't even remember what it was now. Maybe not. I feel like when we, before we actually started running that dungeon, I brought up something that I had seen some. I don't know. Maybe not. Anyway, um, is there anything you guys wanted to touch on real quick, or do we want to just just kind of call it there, just leave it as a recap episode? Uh. Sure. I mean, it's you um, know, I know it's getting kind of, kind of late for especially for you, crazy. Yeah. After two in the morning. It is. It's two fifteen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the only thing that I would mention is we did mention this a little bit briefly before we started the dungeon. Really quick. Um, there is, if you're a person that looks at the forums at all, keep an eye on the forums. There's a few things that are. Uh, in-game things that are being looked at. Um, I know that's very specific. Hold on, I'm trying to actually get to it right now. I know what it was now. Um, from the update, uh, they're looking at the crux timers for Arcanists as well as some of the abilities and when certain things time out and when things can be seen. Um, so 
keep an eye out for that. They'll probably do some patch notes at some point about it, but um, there are definitely some things that I think are on the radar with with that stuff. So, what were you going to say now? It was uh, the Prime Gaming thing. Oh, uh, that's, that's what it, right. Yeah, so if you are a member of Prime Gaming and uh, you have your accounts linked, uh, they are currently doing a giveaway for a mount. It's a horse. It's a dragon something, dragon hunter, dragon, I don't remember. Uh, anyway, but you can get a free mount if you are a uh, Prime member uh, with your account linked uh, to Zenimax or ESO or Bethesda, whatever it is you'd link it to, uh, to connect it to this game. Uh, so go check that out. We were talking about how sometimes we don't get notifications, and Gwen said normally she gets those notifications about that stuff and didn't get that, right? Yeah, it's the um, Ancient Dragon Hunter Horse there you go. mount. And you can get it with either Xbox Game Pass Ultimate or... Um, Prime Gaming. Uh, it basically is the horse that matches the last two content drops that they did from Prime Gaming, which was the um, weapons pack, the Ancient Dragon Hunter weapons pack, and the Ancient Dragon Hunter armor as well. So if you manage to get in on all three of those, you basically should have a full set of everything. Okay. Yep, that's what it was that I was thinking of. I, I had mentioned that when we first started because I just claimed it. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. Well, cool. This was fun. A um, little, little different episode, but I think it, I think it went well. Um, yeah. Next time we gotta like RP it, RP it when we come back in here. <laughs> um, Just for funsies. Yeah. Yep. That was fun. Um, well, anybody have anything they want to add before we go? Gwen. Good. All right. Sasquatch? I'm, I'm happy Sasquatch is here. Yeah. Happy to be here. It's been a long time. It has yeah. been a long time. Yes. So, you should stick around. <laughs> <laughs> we like having you here, man. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. It's just late. Yeah. Yes. I understand so. that. Yep. Uh, it's usually yeah. not this late. This is a pretty... uh lengthy one tonight it's the least late yeah. for you though right yeah but i early. i work early yeah yeah and i'm starting a side job next ah. weekend so i'll be working close to 70 hours a week for the next couple months wow Oof. so i just did and i thought 60 last two weeks was bad for me yeah you're gonna beat me by by another 10 hours bless you yeah yep but short term make lots of money doing that cp grind (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) Uh, grind for sure (laughs) well that was good having you with us tonight for sure um definitely want to try to do it more often if we can when we can but mm-hmm. schedules i get because yeah we all have had some up and down schedules recently i know i have for sure but mm-hmm. <clears throat> but anyway uh crazy anything else uh no other than our normal outro stuff mm-hmm. uh event calendar for the coming week 
Um, we've been running some of the new zone stuff with Necrom exploring. Um, so I'm sure that that will be taken into account for this coming week's events. As always, we have Mondays with Moki where she does fishing or whatever the other flex event style stuff is, whatever the group would like. Um, we have Treacherous Tuesday, which is basically like what we did tonight. That was our old school way that we all met. Um, you can group up, run dungeons for lore, run dungeons for achievement, whatever you need. Um, and it's just a way to help you find a group to run it with within the guild. And then, of course, we have our Undaunted Fridays with Arthuria Dragoon, which are um, this last week was a Necrom Explorathon, which was really, really fun. So uh, there were two groups that, that ran. And by two groups, I mean poor Gwen basically toted me around during the 11 p.m. run because um, there was an 8 p.m. run that ended just shy of 11. And then at 11, she and I grouped up and um, she had the dual mount and I had kid aggro. And I came back and had all the way shrines. <laughs> so um, if it works, it works. If it works, it works. And if you'd and, like to and get in on one of those, you got to run on the back of a mount again. I did. I, I got glitch. to. I, I did get to so run much. on the back of a mount. I think I have video of it too, which is even I better. I hope so. so. Oh, is that the that old school uh, visual glitch? Yeah, mm -hmm. it happens mm -hmm. on the dual mounts now. It doesn't happen on regular mounts anymore, which I miss. That needs to come back. I don't know why you let yourselves get pressured into fixing that sauce. Like why? <laughs> um, I know. I swear, I remember hearing them say that they weren't concerned about fixing that. Right, and I wish they didn't. I miss it. That was so fun. But um, apparently, it is now a thing on the dual mounts, and is not fixed on the dual mounts. And it has now happened when I was uh, giving uh, one of the Mr. Fox a lift. The other day and that was great and i really hope they clipped that and <laughs> i hope you have screenshots too because i just I, it's one of my favorite features in the game that i miss i absolutely do i just that's found funny them. you know i wonder um, i wonder if uh you know how a lot of games you know people can pay for carries i wonder when it's going to become a thing to be paid for a carry on the back of a mount <laughs> I'm sure oh yeah, have yeah. a new character and just uh, run them through zones and unlock mm -hmm. all the shrines. Yeah, I'm just gonna let you run me around while I sit back and uh, watch an episode of my favorite show on Netflix, and I come back and I have all the zones unlocked. That would mm -hmm. be crazy. Ten thousand gold per shrine. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> now you're getting. Now you're talking. That's that's expensive. <laughs> But wow. uh, anyway, so, so yeah, you can you can join us for the Undaunted events on Friday as well. Yep. And uh, speaking of you know the uh, the murder hobo thing, Gwen Gwen did earlier. I uh, said if you wanted to share any of your uh, your own personal stories with us, uh, you can do that by reaching out to us on uh, Twitter, and uh, that's at at snug podcast our email is snug podcast at gmail.com i'm getting closer to actually being able to check that um <laughs> and so if you want to um you know, if you're listening to this in audio form and want to check out what we do before uh what you hear on this format you can come watch us on youtube or twitch.tv slash snug podcast uh, youtube just search snug podcast and you'll find us um 
and if you are watching live and would prefer to maybe be able to just listen to this in your car or something like that, then you can also just search Snug Podcast on uh, your podcast app. You probably will find this there. Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, several of the others for sure have, have pulled us. Um, so we, we should be easy enough to find in that format as well. And, um, yeah, and we appreciate anybody who was here live uh, hanging out, watching the stream. And we appreciate those of you that uh, listen to us later as well and um, gives us a reason to keep coming and hanging out, So, which we don't need because we like hanging out together, but um, but it gives us a reason to keep doing the show. And um, so until next time, uh, hopefully next week, as long as everybody's schedules are good, um, we uh, wish you guys all the best. Take care of yourself, take care of others, and be safe. Farewell. Good night. Sleep well, Tamriel.